Welcome. Good morning, Fantasy Baseball. My name is Tony Sincott. I hope you had a good weekend. I had a good weekend. I started another draft. And uh, interesting, so I might as well throw it out there. And most times, I, I you know, I hate when shows cover this because it's so insane. Like, there's no wrong answer. But uh, I guess I'm falling into that trap. So I ended up with the first pick in this draft. And then you had a decision to make between... Acuna, Trout, and Yelich seems to be the three guys that you see going at the top of any single draft. And here's the thing. With the first pick in the draft, I could see Mike Trout being the guy, right? He took in a 300 batting average, 45 home runs, double-digit stolen bases. And Kristen Yelich, I can see you making that pick as well. So I don't think there's a wrong answer. I drafted a Ronald Acuna. Now I'll get a little, I'll definitely get a lower average from Acuna. But I looked at the 30 home runs and 30 stolen bases. And with the stolen bases becoming harder to get in today's baseball, I said, you know what? The one thing I preach and I preach and I preach to you guys balance you want guys with home guys that contribute to every category so to get the home runs rbis and mike trout you know his players get older and they hit in middle order and mike trout's build a little bulk there they steal less bases trout's gonna be a guy probably 14 15 stolen bases and i like Kuna with 30 but you can also go with a guy with a long track record in his you know one of the greatest baseball players in history, or at least his generation, Mike Trout, over Ronald Acuna, who's only played one year in Major League Baseball. If I was giving people advice, which I do each and every day, I would have no problem telling you to go with the guy that's safe. You don't want to friggin' go outside the box on the first pick in the draft. It's stupid. You were rewarded with the first pick in the draft, so you can go safe. And Mike Trout, but I went with the counting categories and I went with those extra stolen bases and I was able to follow it up, I think, in round four uh, with Whit Merrifield, the Kansas City Royals, and get another 20 stolen bases there. So just in those two players, uh, 50 stolen bases, and you get some guys with 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. All of a sudden, you're there, top three in your league in stolen bases. One other thing that happened in that draft, and this is crazy because this happened both my NFBC drafts, and I've done some over at Fantrax, too, and this did not happen. But in the NFBC drafts, drafters seem to be drafting pitching heavy. I mean, we had even Walker Bueller went in round one in this draft. So you get to a point early in draft, you decide, I'm going to jump in, I need to get pitching, or everybody's going to get it. Or I already have a Cooner, right? And then in the second and third round, I look at my team and I say, uh, all these pitches are going off the board. I'm not going to pick a pitcher just to pick a pitcher. Uh, I'm going to get value. So I went Pete Alonso and Gliber Torres. And now, you know, I got home runs, stolen bases. I got a decent batting average there. And I decide that, you know what, I'm not going to totally alienate my pitching and not stay away from it but let's win all the hitting categories if everyone's going to go pitching let's go the other way 
That means guys are falling down the draft and the values in the hitting. So I switch it up and go the other way. And uh, my top two pitches are Charlie Morton and Jose Berrios. Not great pitches, not the elite of the elite, but definitely serviceable. I talked about Berrios the other day. He has all the numbers except the strikeout totals on elite. Uh, but at a young age, maybe he can jump up. I don't think he can jump up too much, but if he can get that one per inning strikeout, I would absolutely love that. Um, so sometimes you got to swig and swag and go the other direction. Now, also on an earlier podcast, I told you guys I was going to go Craig Kimbrell because he's going to be undervalued this year based on his last year's performance. And then we always have the debate, does spring training matter? Well, I think when guys are coming off terrible years in an otherwise stellar career, you're definitely looking for some better results. And Kimbrell starts out the year with a disastrous performance yesterday. Uh, his mid-90s fastball and his curve were looking good last week in his first spring training appearance. And then today, man, oh, man. Our man, Craig Kimbrell, lit up by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, he went two-thirds of inning, allowed two earned runs, two strikeouts. That's the one thing. I mean, he's got four strikeouts already uh, in spring training, so he's striking people out. But the long ball, I mean, the long ball bit him in a short sample size last year, and now he's facing it again in spring training. You know, what I do in this type of situation, so I think – I've drafted in six leagues so far. So I told you I like Craig Kimbrell. Now I'm a little concerned, and here's the the difference is the way I go about this. I still think he can get 30 saves at the end of the year. He's going to make six more appearances in spring training, supposedly, if nothing's wrong with him. Um. I would end up putting him on two of my teams. Like, I would draft him on two of my teams, but I don't want to go all in. I'm not feeling that. And it's funny because a guy that I will go in on every team and go all in is uh, Cleveland Indians' Fran Mill Reyes. So I'm not, you know, a lot of people talk about diversification when you have multiple fantasy baseball teams or fantasy football teams or any fantasy sport diversify if you like one player over another player you always take the best player i hear some people say that right well if you do 10 leagues and you have two players that are very similar it only makes sense to diversify and put one of those guys on six of the teams one of the guys on four of the teams and go that route or seven and three and go that route. I think diversification is something you look at. And I think that Craig Kimbrell will be there. Now, I, I told you, Fran Mill Reyes is the guy that I think, you know, is going to have a good batting average and hit 35 home runs this season. So, 
if I truly believe that, I'm going to go all in and I'm not going to diversify and I'm try to get them on there, each one of my teams. But it's the players that you have a little bit of hesitance, like Craig Kimbrell and Kenley Jansen to me, are two guys that had similar situations where they were great talented pitchers that had an off year and I'd be willing to go back to them and I have more confidence in Kenley Jansen right now than I do Craig Kimbrell, but it's a similar situation there. So there's no problem with diversification with multiple teams in fantasy. Treat fantasy like real life. I mean, the whole emulation of fantasy baseball is that you're a general manager, right? And you're going to have three levels of minor league teams, and then you're going to have a draft pick. Some of these come into play that you wouldn't get all players from the Dominican Republic and not know their age and not have a long history of track record of watching these players. Diversify with some high school players. Diversify with some college players. You're in control when it comes to fantasy baseball. And that's the way to go at it. So, to wrap it up today, I went Okuna over Trout based on the philosophy that I want to hit all five categories. And Acuna, even though he is not Mike Trout, that stolen base category to me is one that's hard to come by. And I took the 20-plus stolen bases. It could be greater than that, but I believe it will be 20-plus stolen bases. And so there I went. Then, pitching run. I said, you know what? I like to build my team the same way. I like to have three lead pitchers. I like to win my pitching categories and dominate there. And I just went the other way because people were pitching early. If you're the first pick, of course, you wait all the way to the end or around two. And I said, you know what? I have a chance to build a great offense. I'm not going to screw it up. Like the worst thing you could do is that you pick a Kuna number one, and then you see a pitching run, and then you get the, I don't know, 17th and 18th best starting pitcher in those uh, second and third. And then in the fifth round, you pick a closer. All of a sudden, now you have the 17th and 18th best pitcher. You have a closer because they had a pitching run. You thought you would get shut out. And now you still have Ronald Lacuna and one other player. So you committed to the first pick, a strong hitter, yet your hitting sucks because you only have two hitters in the first five rounds. So you got to get a strategy early in the draft and stick by it and make sure your team's not just the middle of the road in every category. Win some categories. Dominate some categories. And it's a lot easier if you dominate and you go a little overboard in leagues that allow trading as opposed to the NFBC leagues. You know, NFBC leagues, you've got to be almost like magic because there's no trading, right? So what you want to do is have a team that excels in every category. You want to try to come in third in every category. If you come in third in every category, you're going to get 100 points and you're going to be right there uh, at the end of the season in a competitive league. And if you come in third in every category, you're going to win a couple there. So now you're talking about 115 points, and then you can go at it. 
Craig Kimbrell, I was more optimistic than I was a week ago than I am today. Um, I'm not shying away as of yet. And everybody that says spring training, she doesn't matter. Remember, coming off injuries, poor performances. But we're more in tune with the radar gun for pitchers this time of year. Uh, if you see the velocity coming up or the velocity better than they were last year when they had an off season, that's an encouraging sign to me. And that actually means more to me than the actual how many runs he let up, how many outs did he get in spring training. And the also thing, it's also great to read the local newspapers because what you can be deceived by in spring training is a pitcher going out there and working on his curveball or working on his changeup and throwing 10 changeups in a row or 10 curveballs in a row. And then you all of a sudden, what happened here? Well, he threw the same pitch and everybody uh, – got along with it and they're up there looking for a curveball so you get reading the newspapers locally absolutely helps you in dissecting what's going on in fantasy baseball it's tony sincata this is good morning fantasy baseball we'll be back on tuesday with more updates and uh justin verlander left yesterday with a sore arm they said it was precautionary don't they always say it's precautionary I get it for a lander on a dynasty team. I play with a lot of you guys that are listening out there. Hope to God Justin Verlaine is all right. Tony Sincata, see you tomorrow.